With a bad foot pumped up Because statistics are the best Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the logical one, the Pope is with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2021 NRL and AFL season. And logical, that AFL regular season has almost come to a close. A big welcome to the program to you. Thanks, Mug. Yeah, it almost has come to a close, but the inconsistency of the top sides and the upsets keep coming. We saw it again on the weekend. No team at the top really wants to be consistently dominant. No team uh, wants to continuously dominate the top sides or the bottom sides. The dogs looked like they were they were hitting some form a few weeks ago, and then now they're all, all sorts of trouble. Melbourne have looked like they're back in form a bit, and Brisbane do, but then you know two three weeks ago they weren't. Geelong, they only just got over St Kilda. It's 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 anybody's flag. Uh, it could be a flag that someone steals, especially in a COVID world. So that's probably what's exciting about it. Um, we're waiting to see a bit of an announcement around where finals are going to be. And there's some intriguing games we'll talk about later on. Yeah, how the mighty have fallen, hey? It's uh, the Tigers uh, once and for all finally got put out of their misery on the weekend. And, uh, and, and my mob... The weak coast eagles, um, and I'm, I might even have to even just uh, change that again. You know what's that saying? It's hard to uh, soar like eagles when you're surrounded by turkeys. Maybe it's the weak coast turkeys uh, because they are really battling uh, my hold, mob. Hold on, your man Willie. Your man Willie. He's back. I, I am. Free exci- Willie. I am. I am excited. I am excited about Willie uh, being back. Logical. We've spoken about him number a number of times. He's one of our favourites. You know what I was actually thinking today, Logical, and uh, we'll bring the Pope uh, in on this one in a, in a second. But out of all of football history, would the Rioli name be the most famous family surname in football? I know we've got the Danahers, but the Rioli names. You know, Morris, Dean, um, Cyril, Daniel, uh, Willie, and now Morris Jr. And then I know there was, I don't know if Sebastian played league footy, but he was a, a superstar in the waffle. And I'm sure there's plenty of other Riolis. Or, you know, Cyril Sr. apparently was an absolute star as well. Is the Rioli name the the most famous name in AFL? I don't know about most famous. Like, you would go with Ablett for most famous, but most prolific Maybe most prolific uh, could be the, the angle we're looking at because um, I think there's also been a few a few other greats that have been, you know, like related to the Rioli family as well. So from that small pool, the they have been very, very football prolific. Football family uh, out, of the, out of all of them, potentially. Um, and uh, we better go over and say hello and welcome to the program to the Pope. Yeah, hello, Mug. How are you? A lot of upsets in AFL. But all favourites winning in NRL and also not many points getting scored. Mung, just as a little angle we'll talk about later in the show, that it's very much a change in the way the game's been played in the last few weeks. So we might we might talk that, about that a little you, bit. Mug, you called that last week. You said there was going to be a reduction in points. You've been spot on there. Yeah, I didn't quite back it up for the mailbag subscribers, so <laughs> the logical one. But we might go with another week's sample size. We might talk about that a bit more as the show goes on. And uh, Pope, what's uh, that? So that reduction in points has there been a change in the umpiring? Has there been a change in the in the head high stuff? Uh, is it weather? Is it 
teams gearing up for more final style football. What is driving that? Yeah, probably a bit of column A, column B, column C, but the head high has definitely been interpreted very differently. That's basically at the door, back to the interpretation it was at the start of the year. And also the six again is probably being refereed slightly differently as well in terms of the impactful six agains aren't being called now. So they might have the obligatory six again at the start of the set, but later in the set where fatigue starts to come in the defensive line isn't really happening now. So that's that's a couple of factors. And then you've probably got things like grounds getting reused that make the quality game a bit less up in Queensland. So there's there's a few factors going into that, I think. Uh, very good, mate. And um, and Parramatta, I know you're quite keen on Parra, but it looked like they absolutely uh, self-imploded there on the weekend, Pope. Uh, what happened to Parra? They had, I think it was two fellas get sent off in a row and it just looked, they, they were just a complete rabble. That looked horrendous. You know, it took about 80 seconds to realise that wasn't, my best read of all time this year so far, Mug. But the, their last three weeks have been horrible. They've fallen off a cliff for the second year in a row to my other. They had a similar implosion at the back end of last year. So there's something systematic there that isn't going that well at all at, at Parramatta. Yeah. Um, and uh, logical, over in the AFL, we've got um, Brizzy and Port starting to really come into some form now. Um, are you... Placing much value on this form, or do you think it's a little bit of you know they're just beating up on a couple of uh, teams that maybe aren't that good, and and everyone's getting a little bit carried away? What's your thoughts on Brizzy and Port as we're sort of coming in the last couple of weeks and and now projecting towards the end of the season? I think I touched on it before. I, I, I don't think I could say any of these teams are in amazing form. Like um, Brisbane, you've you've said they're in form, but. Um, uh, what are they beating up on Collingwood and Brisbane? But the week before that, they lost from Hawthorne. That was only so three the form weeks team ago. of the competition. So that's that's three three weeks or two weeks of form is hardly form line there. But I don't think anyone's really strung it together for you know like that sort of six weeks leading into the finals. Um, I've heard, heard a little bit about people saying that GWS are going well, but they still had their their inconsistencies and um, you know. Um, they're, they're, they're going okay, but no, not, no better than anyone else. I, I, just, I just can't sort of see one team that's really standing out at the moment. Um, Port maybe, you know, like they think they might have put probably the most amount of wins together and, um, yeah, they beat up in Carlton. So they're going all right. But, yeah, I'm, I, just, I, just, I just can't really pick a team and say, oh, that, they're the team for me that's going to be the favourite. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a funny sort of year and... I mean, as we, as we often say, you know, a lot of the time it'll just come down to who's got the least amount of injuries in September and who can find form for that four weeks. And we've seen it all year. Different teams have had different good patches of form, but it's just who strikes hot at that right time. And I tell you, someone who's not striking hot at the moment, uh, logical, and that's the doggies. Um, who would have thought our man, Josh Bruce, uh, could cause such a, uh, a ruckus uh, throughout the uh, throughout the doggies when he departed? So they're, uh, they look like they're battling. Yeah, and he wasn't the only one. Keith went down and they they brought back the law who doesn't seem to look right. Um, so they've got a, it's not just him alone. There's quite a few elements to their form drop off. And um, but yeah, they, they would be looking forward to a buy if they could get one in the first week of the finals. Yeah, well, it doesn't appear that they're uh, they're going to get that, and who knows if the buy uh, will indeed uh, come at all, um, guys. 
Did we see any bad beats on the weekend? Pope, what did you see? Broncos v Roosters at Suncorp Stadium yes. Friday night. Mug is the most impactful captain's challenge of the year came to light on Friday night and the, obviously came in this year. So Broncos up by one in the last last few minutes and Roosters have challenged a knock-on to try and get the ball back from a scrum and they came away from the challenge with a penalty. So, and was that the right call, Pope? Are you happy with that? Yeah, if you in the day and age of video referrals, then it's going to be a penalty in across all sports. That it's if you go up to if you go up to Big Brother to see what he has to say, then it's going to come back that way. So they got they got one go their way there, and penalty shot at goal in the last couple of minutes wins them the game. So where they thought they were having a scrum feed to attack the line, they got two free points. And what were, I think it was four forty or something like that for for Brizzy at head to head. Yeah, four four fifteen. I think our our man the the modeler, modeler was yeah. all across the Bron- the Broncos there too. So they were about four dollars fifty. They jumped on Friday night. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully, uh, what was that line there? That would have been at least a couple couple of points. Yeah, 13, 13 and a half. Yeah, and so half. He, he, would, yeah. he would have he would have been right on on the uh, on the on the line if he had some there. Um, logical. What did you see in the AFL? I did. I see a bad beat. I was sitting next to. Let's call him Mug Number Two. He's probably taking your mantle as the mug, and he was on. As you know, I liked JRS, and I tipped him the twenty-four and a half, but he took the forty-plus um, in the Richmond versus JRS uh, game. Three goals they needed in the last um, bit of the last quarter to cover that. I think he was on at twelve dollars, and um, Ooh, yum. And the Tigers just just somehow they just snuck a few late. They went bang, bang, bang. I think the last one was in the last 17 seconds. And that was it. The guy, he he shut it down. He'd had enough for the night. He was just heartbroken. Oh, it was a terrible loss. That's shocking. And I, I think one one producer, Pistol Pete, uh, who is WA's finest racing tipster for the mailbag, uh, themailbag.com.au. Uh, I think he had a little bit of the 40 plus as well. And he's nodding his head and just sort of a bit of head in hand sort of stuff. So uh, that, uh, that definitely got a few people logical. I, I had a, uh, I had a couple of bad beats as well. Hot shame has uh, uh, tweeted in and he, I think this must is, I don't know if this terminology might be an oxymoron, but is it first goal scorer Quinella? Is that, the uh, the terminology, he had yeah. just goal scorer Quinella on his uh, on his ticket. He had Jesse Hogan and Jack Rewalt at thirty one dollars for the uh, goal scorer Quinella. And of course, if you think back to that game, Jack's lining up from just inside fifty, puts it right through the middle. But no, Tom Lynch, bit of holding on in the goal square, no goal. So uh, so that blew up his thirty one dollar. Uh, uh, first goal scorer Quinella. So that was a bit of a uh, a bit of a bad beat. Then of course we had horrible. the North. Oh, go on, mate. No, I said that's horrible. Yeah, that's, horrible. that's a shocker, Tom, isn't it? You'd be just fist bumping in the living room when you saw that one. So if you didn't already hate Tom enough, then that's another reason too. <laughs> that was a ripper. The uh, I tell you, the total points North Melbourne Sydney game uh, logical. That was another after the siren job. Blew blew up the uh, the total point score now for the mailbag.com.au listeners. They were fist pumping because we were on the overs and uh, it, it cleared another overs line for us after the siren. But uh, if you're on the unders, that's a bad beat. Not only did it uh, not only did it uh, break the hearts of the unders betters, there was also the Sydney linebackers got done in that one as well because it tipped it over uh, for the for the uh, for the linebackers. 
Another one I had here, logical, and I'm sure you guys get this a lot. Uh, even Pistol Pete, who's uh, who's our producer, Pope, uh, our uh, our man, logical and AFL. You get mates and everything like that. Every time there's a game or a horse race or whatever, they say, "Got any tips? Got any bets? You know what? What about this one? Have you got it? What do you reckon on this game? I'm going to watch this game. Do you reckon there's any bets?" Well, the obnoxious one was really hounding me uh, for Melbourne and Adelaide. And I didn't have a lot of betting interest. He was going to back the line. And I said, well, if you're going to back the line, you might be better off to back the halftime line because Melbourne have really been taking the foot off the pedal in the second half of games. And anyway, he backed the line, uh, the halftime line. He got 21 and a half, which was actually the wrong line because it went off at 20 and a half. Clayton Oliver, apparently streaming into an open forward 50, had a ping at goal like 30 seconds before the first half is over, out of bounds on the full. No score and uh, old obnoxious one doesn't get his line. So that's a bit of bad luck on that one. And in the same game, the one to 39 backers, um, Bailey Fritch, three goals in the last two and a half minutes of the game and one to 39 backers. I'm sorry, that is bad luck. That one has just gone over and you miss your money. So, uh, so a few bad beats out there this weekend, fellas. Yeah, I really, I really feel terrible when you hear bad beats around the obnoxious one. Um, heart goes out to him. <laughs> a lot of uh, genuine sentiment in that one. The I good thing tell. there, though, is that the full time didn't line didn't cover either. No, it so didn't. That's always a bit that, tough when that happens. That doesn't isn't it? feel so bad. Yeah, yeah. But if you're on the right line, actually, I think it's uh, that twenty and a half did cover. So, uh, so he just got the wrong. He got the wrong line uh, out of that one. But. Um, that's enough tomfoolery. All right, Logical, are you ready to do some games? Let's do it. All righty, round 23, the last one of the regular season, Logical, and uh, over to you for a little bit of a prelude. Yeah, Mug, what I normally sort of look for in the last round of AFL is I look for reasons why teams won't have motivation or reasons why teams will have motivation. It's not as many big angles this Round, but I just sort of wanted to take you through it a little bit. So you go with Melbourne. Um, some people might think that they don't want to try this week so much because they might not want to finish top spot. I think they do because if they finish top spot, they're likely to get Port or Brisbane, which is an interstate team, or the off chance they get a home final. Same with Geelong. I think they'll be they'll be trying. Port, obviously, yes, they want to win because they could still even get top two. Doggies, they would want to win because they also could potentially get top two if Geelong lose. Um, so I think there'll be there'll be motivation there. I know that you've you've spoken, you mentioned to me during the week about Brisbane West Coast, and you were keen on um, West Coast, but Brisbane is the one that should oh, the no, dogs. No, I'm, the I'm, dog, not, I'm not keen on West Coast at all. I mean, sorry, keen on Brisbane. Sorry, yep. keen on Brisbane. But should 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 the dogs? Um, Win uh, on the on their, their in their game, Brisbane won't have any motivation to finish any higher um, and could go into rest mode. So I wouldn't be backing that Brisbane minus. I know you can, I know you think West Coast is shot, um, but you know, like if if there's also a sniff of the finals are going to be in Perth, uh, and Perth can, and West Coast can make the finals, rally back. I I wouldn't be riding off West Coast just yet. I know their form is horrible, hard to see them winning a game, but. Motivation-wise, I still think they're up for it. Sydney, they're they're playing they're playing the Gold Coast, and you think, oh, Gold Coast absolutely shot. But the thing is, Sydney can't improve their position, so they could also go into rest mode. So again, I'll be waiting till after teams if you're looking to back them. Um, 
you know, there's, there's not really much motivation there. And then GWS and Essendon, they're both going to be trying. West Coast, as I just spoke about, I think they're going to be trying if there's a sniff of finals in Perth and, and you know, some players coming back and then and then Fremantle, they'll be trying. So there's, there's not a lot of games where there's that, you know, like there's huge motivation versus a team with no motivation and vice versa this week. But just that one to look for, for, for me, would probably be that Brisbane West Coast game um, or the Sydney game, if you get a sniff of they're going to rest players. Yeah, okay, mate. That's uh, that's excellent stuff uh, for the listeners. And uh, I know we're not going to go into it with a lot of detail because we haven't actually done our total points lines uh, just yet with uh, the markets only just coming out uh, just recently. But, um, but we have seen some trends over the years with regards to total points. Is there something that you could just maybe um, throw out to the listeners uh, as a little sort of... Uh, little nugget perhaps for on, on the total points. Yeah, I think total points, they start higher at the start of the season. They, they slow down during the middle of the season. The trend is generally, and then the last, last few rounds of the season, and specifically the last round of the season, they're statistically higher. I still wouldn't be so keen to be looking for those angles in games where both teams are motivated or mean something. So the dog sport wouldn't be one I'd be particularly looking at, but I'd be looking at Richmond Hawthorne. Both teams are gone. Their last game of the season, you know that could that that could just be a shootout. Catch Melbourne, not 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 so much the case. But then you go to um, Adelaide North, another game. Both teams, nothing to play for in footy trip mode. You know, it's been a long COVID season. They're the sort of games I'll be looking at those over points and finding a, a multi with those those games where there's nothing nothing really to play for for both sides. And I can uh, speak from experience. You don't want to do a serious injury in the last game of the year because you do carry that on the football trip. And uh, I had a separated shoulder all the way from uh, Melbourne to uh, to Adelaide one time, and it's not pleasant. Did get me out of driving the bus when ANSET collapsed. Collapsed. So I'm probably showing my age there a little bit, but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you don't want to do that injury in the last game, that's for sure. But uh, speaking of games, logical. Let's flip over and talk some games right now. The first one is the big one on uh, Friday night. It's the Western Bulldogs hosting uh, Port Adelaide, and we got the doggies here, dollar seventy-four, and uh, Port at two ten the other way, and that line has uh, moved in a little bit to minus five uh, from as high as seven in some markets. What are you seeing here? Well, speaking of uh, motivation, Port Adelaide they they could still finish top um, if they win this by enough, and Geelong uh, have a narrow victory over Melbourne. Dogs. Also, they'll be they'll be well and truly tr- attempting to win this game. They want to finish in that top two if they can, but the dogs are just they're just battling, aren't they? They're really struggling at the moment, and um, I think they'll be looking to turn that form around. But I think Port are going pretty well, and sort of plus six and a half for me at Port. I, I I think I quite like Port here. Yeah, mate, I was the same. I I, I uh, wrote down in my notes last night when I did my lines. If we can get anything above around that six or above, uh, I think that's a bet. And uh, that came out at the the seven and a half. I, I still think it's a good bet at the five and a half, six and a half. Um, so that's a bet for me too. They're logical. And um, I know you love, you know, we've often spoken about multis um, over the past couple of years and there's nothing quite like a related multi. And uh and I think it makes a bit of sense if you do like Port, um, and and I do like Brisbane uh, in this one to uh, to get a little bit creative here with a related multi, and you can you can take Port head to head here, and multi that into the Brisbane line, and um, and I think that makes a bit of sense because 
Port win that game and then Brisbane, I, I think, have we had the exact, has anyone done the math on what the exact number is that Brisbane need to win by? Or I think it's around about that five goal mark uh, that uh, oh, Brisbane. It would depend on the margin of the first game. In yeah. The game. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. I think there will be some motivation for Brisbane to, to punish um, the West Coast. And uh, and I, I look, I can see that happening anyway, regardless of uh, regardless of the, the motivation. Um, so I think that bet makes a bit of sense. Yeah, and that's a good angle. And I wish there was more of those this week, which in the past we've had that even by round from one round to the other or via um, – you know, computations of, a, of, the, of, of the week as it unfolds, but there's not too many of them around. Uh, next game up uh, is uh, Geelong hosting Melbourne and uh, and we've got Geelong here. Well, this game's pretty much moved into a pick I think you could get some uh, around about four and a half points at the opener, but uh, but we've moved into uh, in, in pretty close together now. Uh, logical, what are you seeing down the highway? Well, Geelong have an amazing record at home, as you know. They don't have crowds this weekend, which I think the market has moved against them because of that. And plus also Tom Stewart's not playing. Their form's not amazing. But I tell you what, I just I just think that the ground size down at Geelong and the way that Geelong play down there, I can't have this game at Pickham. So as much as I don't want Geelong to win because I'm on Melbourne for the minor, I think... Um, I'll have to be on Geelong this game with the sort of dollar eighty-five and maybe dollar ninety that's out there. Yeah, I uh, I thought that that price to open up with was around about right, and um, I mean I, I I still don't really have a strong opinion. I mean I, I'm a bit like you. I've got Melbourne and multis and all that sort of stuff for minor and all that. It it does work out better for me for for Melbourne to win this one. So I'm sort of already a bit invested in Melbourne. Um, and I don't think I will go back the other way. So I'm, I'm sort of, I guess I, I'm, I'm sort of feeling Melbourne a little bit uh, just with Geelong's form. Um, but, um, but yeah, obviously, as the market suggests, this one could uh, definitely go either way and uh, will be a very interesting game. The one thing I would say logically, and I don't know if the market's adjusted at all, but um, if you like Geelong, is it, you're better off just to take the minor price. I think I saw some minor for above two dollars, or or is that there's still that risk that Port can uh, come in and take it? Is that is that a bet that you would suggest if you like Geelong? No, I think it's the um, the percentage chance that Port win by enough um, would be enough. It moves that price adequate, uh, you know, enough. Like, I uh, there's enough percentage chance of Port winning by enough big enough margin to take the minor. That, that extra few cents or whatever is not not, not worth it. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Not no. All right. Very good. So, uh, so mate, are you putting that one up for the listeners? Geelong head to head. Yeah, I think there's a lean there for me. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Logical. We might uh, keep moving on here. And the next game that uh, I, I want to speak about anyway is uh, is Brisbane hosting the West Coast. Dollar uh, twenty three Brisbane four twenty five West Coast uh, line twenty seven and a half. And uh, I think there might have been some twenty six and a half out there. Um, logical. I, I just like this for a few different reasons. If if Port get up, then as we've already spoken about, I think that that's that's a really good bet. And um, and then. I just think West Coast are going that poorly. And I actually think, and Pete, uh, Pete, our producer Pete's over in, in WA, he provides mounting yard mail for, uh, for the mailbag subscribers. We might get him to do, if he can, do some uh, airport 
mounting yard mail and see who mounts that plane because uh, I just have a funny feeling in my bones that they're not going to take everyone that they really require on that aeroplane. I know logically you spoke about there is some motivation for West Coast to still play because they do have a slim chance, but I think I think they're going to need to win like in the order of 100 points or something ridiculous. I, I just think West Coast have just completely thrown this season in the bin and, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they take a, a half rat power team and um, and with Brisbane with some motivation to finish off well, uh, I, I can only be on Brisbane here. Yeah, no, I don't think they're going for a winning margin there um, to make the eight. I think they, their games are before Essendon and GRS play. So should West Coast win? Yeah, but they, they're um, still they're still that far behind they, on percentage. It won't matter. Just, no, they'll just be relying on one of those teams to lose, which is a chance. So they're not they're not going for the percentage, but. Imagine if they rested players, didn't show up, and um, uh, and one of those other teams lost. Uh, um, they yeah, okay. Lost. okay, I see, I see where yeah. you're going. Yeah, yeah. And, and, those, and those games are afterwards. So I think the motivation will be there. But as you know, West Coast are horrible at the moment. Um, I wouldn't be betting on that minus though until I knew whether Brisbane had anything to play for. Um, if they did, then, yeah, I think I'd, I'd be with you about... Gee, I'll tell you what, if Brisbane have got, can't do anything better at their position, I'll, I'll be staying staying out of that game. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. I uh, I see where you're coming from there, logical. Well, I'm 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 happy to uh I just think West Coast have had motivation to win every week for the last 10 weeks and um and they haven't done that very many times. So uh <laughs> on the other side of the country, five hours away, the biggest trip in Australia. Uh, I'm just struggling to see why they're going to find motivation uh, in the last game of the year when they haven't been able to find it all year. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm jumping on Brizzy there. All right, Logical. That wraps up the uh, AFL chat. Uh, let's go and talk some NRL with the Pope. NRL round 23. And the Pope, we are moving off to Friday night or kicking off on Friday night at 6 o'clock, Suncourt Stadium, Canberra Raiders versus... Manly Seagulls, Manly are $1.21 and 15 and a half, which the 15 and a half has been back slightly. This is Tommy Turbo territory. What are we thinking here? This is Bookie's putting our hands in the air a little bit, logical one. So the the chronological timeline of this was Turbo was out for three weeks a couple of days ago with a fractured cheekbone. And whether it's Ducks and Drakes or Remac. Miraculous, miraculous recovery. He's been named today. So this is the mailbag.com market rear of the week as well. This, in lieu of Tommy Turbo's injury, this was five and a half for the start of the week. And now it's out to 15 and a half with the mail that he was playing and then being named today. So a lot of fluctuation and there's probably still an element of doubt as whether he will actually take the field. So stay tuned that depending on what happens here, this is going to go either way further if, if he's a starter and if he doesn't, that's going to go very much back in the camera direction, back towards that Saloika and five and a half mark, you'd imagine. And so you were saying you just probably wouldn't be betting into this game until you knew the final teams 60 minutes before the game? Yeah. It's at at worst, unless something obvious, unless something drops prior to that, that he's likely at the 60 minutes prior is probably going to be the timeline of when we'll bet in this game. That makes sense. That makes sense. And do you and your the in your heart of hearts, do you think there's something wrong with Tommy or you think he's okay? I I lend was the former. I think I think something something wrong, but it is hard to see what their motivation could be. They are a legitimate top four shot. So 
it would be understandable to risk him that you get that double chance in the finals to play and whereas in normal course of events you'd think it would be better off resting him but he had an interview on Monday and it didn't look that great the cheekbones so whether you want to whether you want to put your star filly out there three weeks out from finals I don't know so I'd, I'd lean towards that he he's, he must be in some sort of doubt you'd I'd imagine Okay, okay. Rob, we'll stay tuned for the mailbag.com.au for the Pope's mail there. Uh, the second game on the Friday night is uh, also at uh, Suncorp, and that's a big blockbuster. One of the better games I've seen on NRL for a while, Penrith and the Rabbitohs. I actually had to have a, a bit of a second take at the ladder here when I realised that the Rabbitohs are on the equal points with Penrith on the, uh, on the ladder. They've been sneaking along quite well. Um, what are you thinking here, Pope? Well, we'll be previewing this game again in three weeks' time too, logical one. These two will be playing week one in the finals. So this is a little bit of a prelude as to what we might ex- might expect come the business end of the season. And they, they're both named full-strength teams today, which was probably in a little bit of doubt whether you want to put all your cards on the table at this point of the season. But it's probably far enough out that you do want to play your best team and, and both teams have. So you're really looking forward to, to this one. And there's a fair bit of intrigue as touched on a couple of times the NRL season where it's panned out some of these decent teams can go on long runs without playing anyone of quality and that's the case for the Rabbitohs that they haven't played much for two two and a half months and while the results look impressive and especially defensively that there seems to be improvement it's still how much how much have they improved against these better teams and then conversely Cleary's had one game back for Penrith so where are they at so a lot of intrigue in this one. I probably lean towards the Panthers on the back of what Cleary does to that team that we haven't seen it for six or seven weeks, what they were like with Cleary back. And he's got one week under his belt and he's one of those guys who everyone else gets better around him. So I, I have a lean towards the Panthers, but it's a slight lean at that. It's not it's not great. I just have a question mark on Rabbitohs against these better teams. I, Storm and Penrith have both put 50 on Rabbitohs earlier in the year. And while Rabbitohs might be better now, still, I'm not quite sure they're up to the stand of the top two. Yeah, well, the modeler, he does make South Sydney favourites here. And this is one that I was really hoping, hoping that you'd line up with for the listeners because we know what happens when you two line up. Um, so didn't quite happen. He, he makes some quite strong favourites, which is very interesting. Yeah, that, that is interesting. But as much as anything, it's, it's going to be a game well worth watching. It's... Is one of the better games for NRL in probably all season, really. It's good. It's good. We haven't seen a, a, a game like this between top two, you know, two of the powerhouses that are close in the betting for quite a while. Um, as we know what happened when Melbourne played uh, Penrith last time. Um, the next game you want to spoke, speak about, Pope, we go off to Saturday, Saturday afternoon at three o'clock, and that's West Tigers versus Cronulla Sharks. The Sharks are $1.57 favourites and four and a half point favourites. The modeler makes West Tigers favourite here. Are you lining up with him? No, we're for one of the few times we're in vehement disagreement on this one. Logical one. I'd, West's recent results are a bit of mirage for me. They've beaten the two worst teams in the comp in the last two weeks and I think Cronulla beat them quite comfortably here. I don't think they're a good team, West, despite their the wins in the last two. Cronulla still have Plenty to play for on the cusp of the eight. So I think they can win comfortably with added motivation that if some earlier results on the weekend go their way, that 
the, they'll be an angle that the four and against is going to be really important for their top eight chances too. So they've got motivation to put the foot down if they're on top in the match, which I, I think they will. I don't think four and a half is enough. So really strong on Cronulla there. I also, the other angle with Cronulla this week, logical one, is their top eight price for me, which is nine, nine or $10. So they've got West Tigers' favourites this week. They've got Broncos the week after, who are 14th or 15th in the comp. And then last week they had the Storm, who with a really strong chance they're going to be resting players in that one. So they're a genuine chance to go three from three and might start favourites if Storm do rest players. So that gets them to 24 points and that will get them in the eight, I think. So I think the nine, ten dollars is great value. Yeah, so they get the, they win those three games, they're almost assured to get into the top eight. Can they get in the top eight from winning the two or would they have to win all three? They're, no, they could if results go their way and especially if the two that they do win, they probably help they probably move their for and against in a positive direction. So if they win those two well, that they'll bridge a gap on some of those other teams above them who have tough draw. Titans are above them and they've got Melbourne this week as 21 and a half point outsiders. So they could take it there for and against, could take a hit conversely, which helps Cronulla as well. Yeah. And then top eight, you, you, you tipped up a few weeks ago, was the Knights. What price are the Knights in for the top eight now? Dollar $50. They're in, so they're sitting comfortably in seventh, one game clear of the pack on eighth, ninth, and tenth. And they've got a relatively favourable draw as well. They've got Canterbury this week. Um, at least one more winnable game in the last two. So if they win two of those three, they'll make the eight. Cool. What I did like about that 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 Sharks in the top eight that you're looking at was just um, for seeing that future storm last round chance of resting, which... You know, with no bribe before the finals, you know, you could certainly see that. And I, and I like the uh, the thinking there, Pope. And still have, still have history too of, of doing this more than most. And as you say, the logical one in an unusual year, it just franks that rest players that week out from the finals. All right. Now, last game for the round that you wanted to look at, Pope, was Saturday night at Seabus Super Stadium, Para taking on North Queensland Cowboys. Para are starting $1.32 point favourites and 10.5 line. The mother is pretty keen on the Cowboys here. Uh, last chance, how are we going with lining up here, Pope? Yeah, not, not a good week for the mother and me. Uh, we're, we're sort of on different wavelengths this week. Parramatta's results, uh, they've fallen off the metaphorical cliff, as we discussed earlier. Logical one, they've been horrendous last three to four weeks. But Cowboys, if not the worst team in the competition at the moment, then they're a close second. And I can see Parramatta, this is a game where we've touched on a number of times this year. The disparity between these, the top eight and the bottom eight is still vast. And while Parramatta are low on confidence and not playing well, I don't think it'll take too much for them to turn around in this game. If they can start well, score early, I think Cowboys will go missing pretty quickly with They've played like they've had nothing to play for for a month, so I think that trend continues. And this might be the, this might be Parramatta just being the flat track bullies at the show that they are this this year. So I can see them win comfortably. And while it stays around this ten and a half, there's real attractiveness in some of the margins in this one too. I, yeah, I, th- I think Parramatta win this and win this well. You, uh, we spoke about it earlier on in the year around percentage of teams that cover minuses, and just. Uh, from um, my small sample size of looking at games, I would imagine 
percentage of teams covering minuses around that 10, 10 and a half handicap line would even be higher than the, the average of overall. Do you know what, has, has that dropped off as the season's gone on or is it still a big percentage of teams that are covering the minuses as the season's gone on? Yeah, it has dropped off the last, the last month. The favourites are covering at 52%, I think, which brings down that season average into the late 50s from up around the mark of 66, 67 it was earlier. So it, ha- it has dropped off and some of, some of that is obviously resting players and things like that have probably played a part in, in struggling to cover these minuses and maybe teams are taking their foot off the pedal, these better teams come to the finals. But it has dropped off to some degree. Um, I do think in this one that the incentive is really strong for Parramatta to – they've had a tough month – I think they'll go on with this and probably look to try and get some confidence back in the way they're playing because they will play final. So they need to turn around in three weeks and this is a good opportunity for them to do so. That's great stats and insights without any notice for their hope. And as you say, that has dropped off, but it's still 52%. So still more teams are covering that minus. Um, and there's the other thing that, that we've touched on the last few weeks is total points. And you said that they've been dropping off a little bit. I, I noticed the quotes are still... Still reasonably high. They've maybe dropped back two or three on average, but it still looks like the average over the round is around that 50 mark. Um, are you seeing an angle here this weekend? Yeah, I am logical one. In the last two weeks, 13 of 16 games have gone under the total points quote, and before then it was probably tracking 50%. But that last two weeks is the interesting part, and to see no movement there is probably a bit strange for me. And I th- I think yeah, an under eight leg unders multi is is a bet to have this week. With all that in mind, we, we touched on some of the factors before, but we're also, even though it is in Queensland, which is ideal conditions for football, like you are talking about reused grounds. We're going to suburban venues, which aren't as conducive to good football, and means points are harder to come by. And then we talk around the refereeing interpretation as well. So I think there's a number of factors that are leading to this points scarcity so to speak and i really like an unders multi at, at these quotes i think they will move as the week goes on so yeah we'll, we'll be betting into we'll be betting into something early in the week around um malting these eight eight games under the total points quotes logical one i love that i love that angle and so they're just on touching on those refereeing decisions that they, is that less strict on the head high and and also to do with six again or is it mainly the head high so probably that's a, probably that's the most impactful one from where it was. So Magic Round was the tipping point where any head high was getting called and often players going to the bin. And that's got that's been pulled right back that not only are players not going to the bin, but it's it's back to where we were that they're not even getting penalized penalized in a lot of instances. So there's that side of it, which is meaning that less penalties obviously mean that the field position is very different. It's played between the Played between the 20s more often than down the attacking ends of the field. And then, as I touched on earlier, the interpretation six again is quite different too. I think now I don't have the stats to support my hypothesis, but that when they are ruling it, it's not really consequential times. Like the ones in the late in the set where teams get 10, 11 tackles in a row when points generally come forward at a real big impact in the game. So there's an obligatory one early in the set now as if just to get the stats up of the six again. And then it's play on from there. So it's really only six or seven tackles in a set a lot of times now. So it's it's very different interpretation of what it was at the start of the year. Okay, that's great. Well, once again, Pope, been great chatting to you. Um, unfortunately, didn't line up 
um, line up with the modeler as much this week as other weeks, but you have been amazing in your own right all season. So I'll back you in. Um, and uh, until next week, uh, I'll see you. And uh, do you want to uh, sign us off? Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.